What's happening, Rachel? Hey, I got a question for you this morning. Oh, yeah. What's that? Have you ever made any changes to your show in order to improve your audience engagement? Yes, I need I need this. Well, we're going to talk about that on this episode of the Podmax podcast. Welcome to the Podmax podcast. First, we're going to start off talking about pro in the know. This is one of my favorite segments because what it allows us to do is talk about some of the high level concepts in podcasting that the professionals themselves are using each and every day. That's what we doing- want to know. That's exactly. Exactly. And I was doing some research earlier this week and I came across something that I thought was amazing. It's by Edison Research. And folks, if you're not familiar with Edison Research, they release a document or a, an analysis every year that shows statistics of the industry. It breaks down listenership, it breaks down demographics, and it breaks it down to very infinite levels. And that might be why it's called the infinite dial because they dial down into all these analytics. And in doing my research earlier, I came across this new document that they've released. And it's a survey that they've put together that you can use to custom create a survey for your audience. So you know who they are, then you know what they do, you know a little bit more about who you're talking to. Because when you know who you're talking to, you speak differently, right? If you're speaking to kids, you're going to talk totally different than you would to their parents. Well, and that's kind of the key, you know, is we're we're sitting here each and every day. We're trying to create content that engages our listenership, our fans, our viewers, if you're doing it via video. Mm -hmm. But without this kind of information, without being able to survey your audience and find out who your audience is, you can't customize that content. Yeah, and we can share this link um, in the comments because we'd love to know if you're actually doing this. I'm looking at the document right now and it has some interesting things. So uh, one of the questions is, let's see, which of the following places do you ever listen? I can ask you this, Larry, which of the following places do you ever listen to podcasts? At home, at work, in a car or truck, while riding public transportation, at the gym working out, while walking around or someplace else? Where do you All those places. That's interesting. Me personally, and I'm kind of an anomaly, go figure, uh, in the fact that I, when I listen to podcasts, I'm listening to them at home. I have them generally playing on YouTube. And if I'm working on something, whatever it may be, I have them on in the background. And me, Mm -hmm. I'm a very visual kind of guy. I like to be able to see what's going on when things get a little exciting. So if I hear the conversation start to reach a fever pitch and I just have to see what's going on, I'll tab over. That way I can watch the podcast as well. So So you're the multitasker. You're you're like, you're doing lots of things, but then you're like, ooh, okay, this, I'm going to go over here. I can't We can call it multitasking. We can call it squirrel. We can call it it whatever we want to call it. Yeah, but I have that attention span that goes, oh, I got to check this out now. Oh, I got to get back to what I was doing. Oh, oh, that sounded kind of cool. I got to go back. So that's where I listen. And, you know, a a lot of podcasters, I don't know that they take that into consideration. Uh, And again, I think I'm an anomaly, though. But do you have those anomalies in your audience? 
I, well, I can't do that. I need to be, I know this about myself. I'm an audio kinesthetic learner. I need to be listening and moving. So, you know, my house is really, really clean when I'm really super into a podcast because I need to be doing something and listening. Um, when I'm, if I were to have it on while I was working, forget it. It would never work for me. Um, okay. Well, I want to know, let's see, what are some of the other questions they ask on here because I think this can really help our hosts um, really, again, tap into that audience and speak directly to people. Um, let's see. Oh, this is interesting. Okay. Okay. It gives, it gives a rating system. How okay. would you rate the following about whatever podcast you listen to? The host's personality the occurrence of a certain guest, um, the audio sound quality, the music or theme, the length of the show. This is the kind of stuff that as hosts, we really need to know because sometimes we think we have to have this super long podcast, but maybe your audience is like, no, I really like, I like 10 or 15 minutes. It's interesting you bring that up specifically because that, in my experience, that's probably one of the top three questions that I ever get asked really? from new podcasters. How long is ideal length for a podcast episode? And I don't know that you can determine that without surveying your audience. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll tell folks nine times out of 10, create whatever the content is that you want right out of the gate. And then you modify that content based on the responses you get from your audience. They're going to tell you if you're long winded. They're going to tell you if they're if your guests talk too much. They're going to tell you if they're on the move and they only have 10 to 15 minutes to listen to an episode. They're going to tell you how to craft your content. And without that feedback, all you have to go on is your instinct yeah. and what you think is the best for your audience. Right. So we're going to post this link and we want you guys to, to dive into it. You don't have to use all of the questions. It's pretty lengthy. It's what? Seven pages. A I million. think it's nine pages. It's a million pages. Yeah, long. It's long. It's, it's very long. long, very long. Yeah. So you don't have to use every question, but you know, I mean, taking a handful of the questions that really mean something to you and that could really help direct you to have the best possible show. I think would be a win-win. So we're curious to know, actually, we, we want to know what you think about this show too. So we should, <laughs> we, should, we should do the same thing. We should practice what we preach, right? Because uh, once you have some information, then you can serve it up. I think we send out all nine pages. What do you think? <laughs> Everybody listening right now, you're getting nine pages. Fill them out and send it back. Answer every question. <laughs> No, customize it. Seriously, customize it to your audience, customize it to your show, get the information that's relevant to what you're doing, and then learn from that feedback and build on that feedback and create the show that your audience wants to listen to. Oh, which brings us to our next topic. Build it and they will come. Build it and they will come. Okay, so our topic today for build it and they will come or will they? Hmm. Will they? Will they? Will they? Just because you put it together and make it look nice and fancy, are people coming to knock down your door? Hmm. I don't know. It can be scary. You know, it can be scary. We put all of our heart and soul into creating these shows, into these podcasts, into these videos, everything, all this content that we create. We put everything we've got into it. And sometimes we can get caught up in that hype 
thinking that just because we're so passionate about what we're doing and we put everything into it, people are definitely going to respond to it. They're dead. They're just going to come in droves. I don't have to do anything else. And then when they don't, we're left like, what's wrong with me? What did I do? No one likes me. That's what do we totally do with true. That? What do no, we and, and that, Larry? I'm one of the worst. I take it personally. I, I really you... end up thinking people people hate me. Why? How come everybody else is doing so good on their podcast, but no one listens to my podcast? This is horrible. I shouldn't be a podcaster. <laughs> and I think that's one of the things, honestly, that leads to you know the 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 dreaded term pod fade. Ooh. So many podcasters will kick their shows off and they'll record six seven episodes and they're not quite getting the results they expected out of the gate they're not quite that next big youtube star they're not quite breaking that top 10 on the itunes charts and they're frustrated and they don't know why so why is that what are some of the reasons that they would be experiencing this desire to possibly walk away and pod fade with their brand new show well, it, it happens to everybody. I think just just like anything, we get stale with ourselves. It's not that the audience is getting stale, but maybe, you know, you just got to keep going. You got, It takes a while to create momentum, to create a brand. And um, we talked about this a few weeks ago, but people don't come back to your show for your guests because the guests change mm. all the time. They come back for you. So having that consistent presence. Okay, number one, are you recording on the same day? every week is there a consistency are you are you posting i don't know maybe five shows and then there's a lull and you don't post anything i think the consistency is the key in anything that we do right yeah, consistency is so huge yeah so huge and right? we look for we look for consistency in every day of our lives we have certain paths that we walk we have certain expectations throughout the day and if something isn't quite right it tends to throw us off it's the same way with our audience. If they are a fan of yours, and I love the fact that you brought that back, Rachel. I love the fact that you stressed that people aren't necessarily coming back for your guests. They're not. They're coming back for you. That is so huge. So if you consistently show up, that's a huge step in the right direction for building your audience. But you also have to take the steps forward to make sure that people know you're there. I'm a huge believer in the power of just showing up, just showing up. Can like say it again, just showing up. That is, we, that needs to be one of the key takeaways for today because so many times we second guess ourselves. We tell ourselves we're not good enough, that we're trash, that obviously, you know, show three and no one likes us. Only our mom and our grandma are, are commenting on things, but showing up the consistency and honestly after the year that we just had i think so many people were dipping their toe into the podcast pool see what this podcast thing is all about but now that things are starting to get back and we're back to quote unquote normal cross our fingers yes um now that's dropping off but it doesn't have to i again that consistency it has you have to have a constant presence in whatever you are doing otherwise then people are like oh, okay what are they doing now well, do I really want to follow them? So having that, being that, being there for your people, don't let them down. If you're there for your people, they're going to be there for you. You know, it reminds me of a meme I just saw. I, I want to say it was just a couple of days ago. This politician <laughs> had ran for office and it was a picture of him crying. And it's because he only got five votes. And he goes, I'm crying because I only got five votes. And there's at least nine members of my family. <laughs> so he's like, why did, <laughs> what, what's going on here, man? 
So just because you do it and just because you build it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to come. It's going to take additional action on your part to get it out there, get it known, get your voice heard, get on the map. And the only person that can put you on the map is you. So be sure you put yourself out there. Be sure you do what it takes to establish yourself, have a social media presence, show up to events, get back out there, fist bump, elbow bump, whatever you want to bump it. Whatever, whatever you want to do is fine. Shake hands even, but just get out there and show up and be a part of the community and your community. That's another critical component there. Don't just be part of the community, be a part of your community. Oh, this which, goes back to our, the survey we talked about a minute ago in the yes. previous segment. Yeah. Know your community. Absolutely. And, and not being afraid to ask people to comment. You know, everybody has their, their wingmen and their cronies and their people that they trust. Be like, hey, you know, I just started this. I could really use some feedback or can you comment or can, would you mind sharing this? People feel really good knowing that they helped. Like when your show is huge, when, you, when, when you're doing this for, you know, a year, two years, and then your show like hits the moon, your friends are going to be like, yeah, I've been following them all along. I helped them get their start. Heck yeah. Mm -hmm. Heck yeah. And that's, that's key. Rachel is that CTA that call to action. I, I posted a poll on several uh, Facebook groups the other day, asking if the CTA was still something that we needed to do in podcasting. Do we still need to say subscribe rate and review? Do we still need to ask people to follow us on various platforms or even now on iTunes as well? The response was overwhelmingly, no, you don't need that CTA. It's not as critically important. No. I was blown away. I don't now, believe that. I don't either. Are now, the verbiage. Big shows? Yes. Mm. Yes. If you have a big show and you've already got a built-in following, that CTA is not as critical. You don't hear Joe Rogan go, hey, subscribe to the show and be a Joe Rogan fan. No, you don't hear that. You know why? Because he's got millions and millions and millions of fans. If you have tens and tens and tens or hundreds and hundreds of fans, guess what? You're going to need to use that CTA. Mm -hmm. You're so going to need to ask us, them. You need, that brings us to our point right here. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> we would love to know, when, if you're listening right now and you're a host, do you use a CTA, a call to action? Put it in the chat. We need to know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd love to go. know. I would love to know. So let's do that, man. I look forward, I look forward to seeing the results. Honestly, I really do. Yeah, me too. Um, let's talk about our next segment. I'm very excited about this. It's going to be a good one. Have you ever... Have you ever? All right, Larry. Have you ever? I thought you were frozen for a second. <laughs> we should mess with everybody. Hold on, ready? How did I, ready? How did I get have this you box? ever? And we're frozen. Um, have you ever taken a public speaking class, an improv class, any kind of class that helps you be a better communicator? I have taken so many. It, it it's not even funny, honestly. Hey, look, here here's the, here's the truth. I'm going to expose myself a little bit here, folks. You may not know this, but old Lair here, I don't have a degree. Okay, I thought maybe in my mid to late twenties I was going to go to school and I was going to go ahead and get that that undergrad degree and do what you're supposed to do. So I enrolled in college. Guess what I took? I took four classes. One of which was speech. 
Perfect. I dropped two classes that semester because they made me angry and I was too old to put up with any nonsense at this community college. So I said, you're out of here. So I ended up keeping two courses. You know what they were? They were speech and they were Pascal programming. You may not even know what that is anymore. I don't know what that <laughs> it's is. an old, old language. Just kind of tell you how old, old Larry is. But speech, guess what I got in speech? I got an A. So yeah, I have six I college credits, one of them speech. So <laughs> they, you probably did so well. They asked you to teach the class. They showed how. Ah, ah, they let me do a demo. I did a karate thing and I, I broke some bricks. So I was really showing as I gave my speech, I was demonstrating Love the it. power of karate. But uh, that's neither here nor there. The <laughs> fact of the matter is that I have definitely pursued efforts to improve my communication skills, to improve the way that I use my voice, to bring out the power in my voice and position myself as an authority in the voice space. It's so important because so many times people don't realize it's not just what you say, it's how you say it. And if you're throughout your whole podcast, if you are just staying on this level and not using any dynamics, you're putting your people to sleep. So you have to take them on, on a journey, an audio journey, even if they're watching you, you know, even if they're like you, Larry, and they have it on in the background, it's when, it's when those highs and lows come in and draw people into what you're saying. I mean, that's important stuff. Um, that is just as important as what you say. So, so I want to play a game. You're gonna play okay, a game. let's play. I love, I games. love games. I oh, like Pink's Poke, Yomi, Coke. We said it at the same time. Oh, hold on. Ding, ding. Love it. <laughs> um, I'm a huge fan of games. I think adults don't play enough. I think we lose our creativity because we're so focused on, you know, we want what everybody else thinks of us and we forget to be silly and we forget to have fun so there is an incredible company it's called ultra speaking um i had the the pleasure ple the pleasure of i should take the course more i had the pleasure of interviewing shelly goldstein she's with uh ultra speaking and i love this idea so i'm not going to say much we're just going to play and i want everybody who's watching if you can type fast enough i want you to type something in the comments as as we're doing this but larry you're going to go first so, oh, I am. Oh, man, I'm on. I'm there. in the hot seat. Here we go. You're in the hot seat. Okay, so I need to share my screen. Let's see if this works. Okay, so this is called autocomplete rapid fire. We'll do five seconds. That's, that's, you Ooh. know, you can do longer, you can do shorter, um, six rounds. And basically, Larry, what you're going to do is you're going to read the question, there's going to be a, a timer. Okay. Read the question and try to complete the sentence in the allotted amount of time. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. All right. Here we go. Ready, Ready set, set, go. Meditation is wrong because, well, I mean, I fall asleep. <laughs> A bicycle is frustrating because what's that whole balance thing, man? Plus it's manual. Taking care of plants is funny because, because I kill them every time. Monsters are energizing because man, I love my monster. This is not a commercial. Getting a massage is dangerous because, well, you know, it could also put you to sleep. Online shopping is interesting because, well, you never know exactly what you're going to get. Ding. Love it. That was good. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. I want to, well, I, we can't have a game and I want to play too. Okay. I'm okay. You play up. too. I'm going to raise you. All right. Oh, you gonna, go, you, you go, I'm you going go, four. I'm oh, going four. All right. I want to know. It. I want to know how people are doing too. Because, yes, this is fun, but you don't realize how much you're learning as you're doing this kind of a game because it's, it's creating, uh, <sighs> It's getting rid of the blocks. You're not thinking, you're just responding. It can be ridiculous. It doesn't have to make sense. And and uh, 
Yeah. Okay. We'll talk. Well, I just want to play it really. <laughs> You're just so excited. So excited. <laughs> okay. Ready? Ready? Set. Go. Entrepreneurship is unfair because, well, not everybody has a degree and can have their own business. Dentist is important because, you know, you get stuff in there. Wine bottles are scary because when you pop the cork, you need to know what you're doing. The stock market is terrible because it goes up and down every day. You can lose money, win money, gain money. Leaving home is the worst thing because you might have to wear a mask. Breathing is strange because you breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. I don't know. That worked. That worked right there. Congratulations. You are today's winner. Thank you. No, you know, ding, ding, ding. here is here's the thing. There's really no win or lose with this kind of a game. It's just sharpening your skills. And I actually make my kids play this kind of a game at dinner. Um, I, I have something called table topics. Have you ever heard of that? I have. Where they just have silly questions on and I'll put them under everybody's play setting. And for example, my daughter will get something, but then my son will be so excited to answer and he'll, he'll just jump in. And I'm like, hold on a minute. The person with the question gets to answer first. And then we go around the table and give answers. So we're practicing listening and speaking because you need to, to listen just as much as you speak. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> You're so funny. Oh, you know, but no, seriously, I mean, that's a great game. And I'd heard of table topics because I used to be a member of Toastmasters. It was one of the things I did back in the day as well. And table topics is an active part of Toastmasters. And I'll tell you, it's kind of like the game we were just playing. They would hit us with table topics. You would just pick one out of a hat. And then you had, I think we had to speak on it for five minutes. Oh my gosh. And during that five minutes, everyone in the room, and this was a big mastermind group uh, or a big uh, Toastmasters group. I'll say there was 20 people there and everybody had a doorman's bell. So, you know, you hit it and it goes ding. Every time we had a grammatical grunt, everybody hit the bell. So you're sitting there, you're trying to give an impromptu speech on a topic. You have no idea what it is. And anytime you, uh, um, uh, you know, ding, 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 the whole room just erupts in dings and it cost you 25 cents. You had to put it in the coffee pot, you know, the, 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 potluck for the coffee pot. I think right there, I just donated a dollar because I said, duh, 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 duh. But, <laughs> but it made it a lot of fun and it definitely kept you on your toes and it brought you back. As soon as you started making those grammatical grunts, it brought you back in focus. It brought you back and said, hey, you just made a mistake. Get back on the topic at hand. That's very interesting because normally it's a swear jar. So they're equating <laughs> grunts, likes and ums to dropping an F-bomb. Which is, which is interesting. Yeah, that's a big thing. And I did hear because, you know, listening back to myself, sometimes I'm an ummer. I used to be like, when you're a kid, it's like, well, like my dad used to get crazy insane about that because it sounds as if you don't know what you're saying. But I did hear that sometimes those grammatical grunts, air quotes, are a sign of intelligence because it means your brain is moving faster than can catch up with your mouth. But when you can have the perfect combination and not use any of those and get your points across clearly and articulate, <laughs> articulately, Bing. articulately, I can't speak. See, I should just stop. Oh, the irony ensues. I'm killing no, myself. To that point, and there I did it too. I think, I think we're, I think we're scaring each other right now. We're putting each other in this trance of, uh, 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 but I've had some really brilliant guests on my show just based on what we're talking about right here. Cause I've edited my shows. And when you look back, 
after you've edited audio for a while, you can tell what a wave looks like when someone says, um, so you're going through the audio file and you're editing your podcast. You go, there's an, um, 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 and it's kind of funny once you do it for a while, but yeah, um, based on that, that intelligence quotient, I've had some smart guests. <laughs> Is that so? <laughs> I love it. Okay. Well, let's recap. What the heck did we talk about today? The theme of today's show was how do you get engagement from your guests? And today was all about engagement because that's really the bottom line, right? We want the engagement. We want people commenting on our shows. We want people listening and watching our shows. That engagement can help propel us forward. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's absolutely critical to the foundation of a successful show. Without feedback, once again, you cannot craft your show to fit your specific audience. You can have your avatar going in, which is highly recommended. You really need to know who your avatar is, who you're going for. But just because you know who they are doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be laser focused on that audience. And if you use the survey that we talked about at the first part of the, the podcast here, you can help dial in that laser and get focused on the content and the delivery method that works best for your audience. And that's absolutely critical. Absolutely. And again, we'll post that. We want to hear if you're using that. Um, build it and they will come or will they? Mm, sometimes people don't show up and it really hurts your feelings, but you got to keep going. If it's something you believe in, just keep going. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Come on. I think I can. Nemo? I think I can. I think uh, uh -huh, Nemo. Yes. I mean, my kids are 29 and 26. I don't know nothing about a Nemo. <laughs> all right. Well, we covered all grounds of children. I think I can keep swimming. Whatever you're doing, just keep going. That's right. Just do it to it. And then have you ever taken in public speaking, improv acting? If you haven't, you gotta, you gotta put yourself out there. It may be scary, but in the end, the result is going to be mind blowing. Really? Yeah, and, and, and keep your mind open to various types of communication. I've taken voiceover classes, advanced and intermediate and beginner. I've taken comedy courses, a six month program on how to be funny. It didn't work very well, I but I took it. It still had me in front of people. It still had me communicating and it still had me holding a microphone in front of a crowd. Excellent, excellent stuff to help build your confidence and build your foundation in communication. And let's face it, as podcasters, that's what we do. And in every industry, if you're a good communicator, it's only going to raise your stock, Take only going to raise level. your personal brand. So invest in yourself. Absolutely. By all means. Rachel, it's been an awesome episode. Larry, always a pleasure. Thank you so much. Talk to you soon. I think everybody kind of knows or has a feeling that podcasting is like a thing, you know, um, it's just a matter of how it gets incorporated into their business, into their story. Where else can you get on an event, like in person or online and have like this collection of people, any person that this group and this community attracts just like brings it. There is no community like the PodMax community, oh. guys. I love PodMax. I love everything about this environment, this family, and every one of these events. It's just tremendous. This is our fifth time here, and every time it just gets better and better. I mean, the relationships, the format of the event, and the opportunities to put us in front of people like David, for example. So we're always open 
to having deeper and more meaningful conversations one-on-one with each and every one of you to say, all right, how do we help each other? We're all in the same game here. It's life, right? Let's just do it as best as we can and have a blast doing it. I am just like living off the energy from my two interviews this morning, getting pumps for my third interview. There was just a lot of personality that was brought. There was a lot of deep conversations that I wasn't anticipating. It just created magic. Are you an entrepreneur? Apply now to be a podcast guest at podmax.co.